0: Learn more about Messianic Judaism and find helpful resources. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of his word. Avinu, thank you for our uh, elder and our, uh, my brother Eric. I pray a blessing on him that your word would go forth from him to encourage your people this morning. And uh, we just thank you for him and Bonnie. Pray a blessing on their household. And in Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well,
1: thank you everybody i hope can hear me okay i got a little bit of an echo i'm not sure where that's coming from but that's all right then there'll be two of me all right bear with me here Ch-ch-ch-ch changes turn and face the strain. ch ch changes don't want to be a rich man. Ch-ch-ch-ch changes turn and face the strain. Ch-ch changes just gonna be a different man. Time may change me, but I can't trace time. Well, I am no David Bowie, but I hope you get my point. Changes. Life is full of them. Are we always ready for them? Not usually. They come, and when they do, there is usually a culture shock. Sometimes change is welcome. Sometimes, not so much. Sometimes we know change is necessary, but that doesn't make them any easier does it i'm sure that everyone has every one of us has gone through some sort of physical change in our world with the pandemic going on so why not look at change in different instances of the scriptures today and i have three points number one did they change from the mountain of adonai number two change that would bring a king, and number three, embrace change in receiving the ruach. Let's start with number one. Did they change from the mountain of Adonai? Well, we've arrived at Shavuot, seven weeks past Pesach, the time when the people of Israel came to know Adonai at his holy mountain and receive his laws. But was this changed welcome with open arms? It was a rocky start, we know, because they had just come out of 400 years of slavery in Egypt at the hand of Pharaoh. It was all they knew, even though they saw how God delivered them from the slavery to freedom with an outstretched arm and many signs of wonders. They had no idea what tomorrow was going to bring. They grew impatient, waiting for Moses to come down from the mountain, and they went astray and sinned, forcing Aaron to create a golden calf for them to worship and be their God. A stiff-necked people, not exactly ready to commit to the Ten Commandments, try 613. Forget about it. I repeat myself, they were a stiff-necked people. They would find out that this covenant would come at a cost. Not following the law had consequences. Moses interceded on their behalf from being completely destroyed time and time again. We've read in so many chapters of Torah, even 40 years in the wilderness, they would not be the generation to inherit the land that Adonai had promised. Change was required and they stumbled. So did they change from the mountain of Adonai? Even after the next generation entered the land, the answer to that question is no. Which brings me to my second point, change that would bring a king. At this time of Shavuot, it's traditional to read the book of Ruth because the story takes place during the barley harvest. Who was Ruth? She was a Moabite woman who, after her husband dies, follows her Israelite mother-in-law, Naomi, into the Israelite nation. Naomi pleads with Ruth to leave and go back to her own people. But Ruth responds in chapter 1, verses 16 and 17 this way. Do not plead with me to abandon you, to turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. And your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May Adonai deal with me, and worse, if anything but death comes between me and you. Wow, this is something else. Why would she form this new covenant with Naomi? After all, the Moabites were idol worshipers, and even though Ruth was married to Naomi's son, an Israelite, the Moabites were not really friends of Israel. Talk about loyalty and a willingness to change her very way of life. Not to leave Naomi, who had lost not only her husband, but her two sons, and to cling to her, come what may. To me, this shows her true righteousness. She asserts the right of at the poor to glean the leftovers of the barley harvest where she's discovered by a very honorable man named Boaz. Boaz is a relative of Naomi. He is told who she is and why she is there. And in Ruth chapter two, verse eight and following, it says this, then Boaz said to Ruth, listen to me, my daughter, do not go to clean in another field or even pass on from here but stay close to my female workers. Keep your eyes on the field that they are harvesting and follow after them. I strongly ordered the young men not to touch you. When you are thirsty, you can go to the jars and drink from the water the young men have drawn. Then she fell upon her face, bowing to the ground and said to him, why have I found favor in your eyes that you have noticed me even though I am a foreigner. Boaz replied and said to her, all that you have done for your mother-in-law since your husband's death has been fully reported to me. How you left your father and mother in the land of your birth and came to a people you did not know before. May Adonai repay you for what you have done and may you be fully rewarded by Adonai. God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Boaz sees something in Ruth and asks Adonai's blessing on her. And in the end, after some Yenta work and encouragement by Naomi is redeemed by him for marriage which brings fulfillment to Naomi's family. Ruth embraced change left the life she knew for something that in my humble opinion was orchestrated and blessed by Adonai for a higher purpose this was change that would bring a king Boaz and Ruth an Israelite and a Moabite Jew and Gentile the most exciting thing of all of this union is that they gave birth to Obed father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of David, King David, the line of Judah that would lead to the king, Yeshua, the Messiah. Which brings me this morning to my third point, embrace change in receiving the Ruach. Let's take a look at Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 9. Now while staying with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, you heard from me. For John immersed with water, but you will be immersed in the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. So when they gathered together, they asked him, Lord, are you restoring the kingdom to Israel at this time? He said to them, it is not your place to know the time or seasons which the father has placed under his control. But you will receive power when the Ruach HaKodesh has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and through all Judah and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After saying all this, while they were watching, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. So the eleven returned to Jerusalem as they were instructed by Yeshua. They drew lots to find a new Tamadin to replace Judas, and Matthias was selected. It had been seven weeks from the time of Pesach, and now it was the time for Shavuot. This was an appointed time to commemorate the Feast of Weeks and first fruits. So all the Jews were assembled for the festival in Jerusalem, and then it happened. Let's take a look at Acts chapter 2, verse 1 and the following. When the day of Shavuot had come, they were all together in one place. Suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting, and tongues like fire spreading out appeared to them and settled on each one of them. They were all filled with the Ruach HaKodesh and began to speak in other tongues as the Ruach enabled them to speak out. And just like that, the Din would change forever. They would embrace the change of the Ruach. They would go out among the people to proclaim the good news. They would heal, they would preach, and most of all, they would show love, teach love, because Yeshua is love. But this change would come with a price. They would follow Yeshua even if they were persecuted and are punished for their beliefs, even to the point of death, all but one would face brutal demise. So what does change mean to you and I? We could choose to remain the same, or we could change. I chose to seek out change. As a non-believing Jew for over 50 years of my life, I asked the question, who is this Jesus? What is so special and wonderful about him? That I saw joy in a friend who clung to him. So I sought out the truth and what I was missing. When we change, that means we give up something of ourselves. When we embrace Yeshua, we are saying goodbye to our old selves. And we are reborn. We belong to him. We were bought with a price. But it is also worth it. Come what may. So I leave you this morning with a question. Will you choose change? Shabbat Shalom. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you have given us opportunity. You have given us your Holy Spirit, your Ruach HaKodesh. You've given us the teachings of your Son, our Savior, Yeshua Messiah. Let us change in our hearts, minds, and souls to embrace him and embrace you, Lord. Teach us to show the love that Yeshua showed the world. Thank you this morning, and I pray these things in Yeshua's most holy name. Amen.